Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. We believe that stories are magic. So when we find a great one, we can't wait to share it. Far, far away on the planet Florp, a baby named Bobby Wonder was born. But his parents relocated the family to Earth right after the birth. So Bobby grew up having no idea he was an alien. Until his 10th birthday, that is. Can you imagine waking up on your birthday to find out that you can fly and talk to ducks? <coughs> Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author and produced by the award-winning Go Kid Go team, Bobby Wonder is out of this world fun. Search for Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rabababam, da da ti, ha ba bam 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 bam, ba da ba bam ba ba bam ba ba bam bam bam. Oh, hello there! I was just in the middle of baking a batch of my famous fizzy cookies. And there you are. <laughs> How did you get in here anyway? No one is allowed in Fluesville. You know, sometimes I think I should just say everyone is allowed in Fluesville, and then maybe no one would show up. Oh, well, anyway, now that you're here, I might as well give you all the news from our little underground corner of the world. It's been a rather strange week in Flewsville for a couple of reasons. First of all, Waffle and Martha thought it would be a good idea to build an obstacle course and then have a competition to see who could run the course the fastest. Obviously, I thought this was a terrible idea, but does anyone listen to me? Everyone, including Sparky and Luther and Martha and the whole gang of fizzies wanted to play because Waffle offered one million bucks to the winner. This should have been the first red flag, because Waffle does not, in fact, know what a dollar bill even is, let alone a million of them. Waffle also doesn't know what a garbage can is, or a car tire, or a spoon. But he is very enthusiastic when he gets going. So everybody lined up at the starting line, which for some reason was right in the middle of the lake. Then Martha yelled out instructions, while everyone else, including Waffle, tried to win. I have to say, I think Martha might have been making up the rules as she went along. Here is a short list of the things racers had to do on the course. Get out of the lake, jump back in, then repeat that... 400 times. Dive to the bottom of the lake, pick up a bowling ball, throw the bowling ball at a birthday cake, where the cake was supposed to come from, I have no idea. 
run to the ping pong table, win a game against Mr. Schnooze. Uh, hey, that's me. And I am an expert at ping pong, so good luck to everybody. And then eat a ping pong ball. The other thing was to hop on one foot all the way to the warehouse, then find a kazoo and play a marching band song for one entire uninterrupted hour. As you probably guessed by now, Waffle did not finish the race. He spent the whole day getting out of the lake and jumping back into aforementioned lake. But he was true to his word. When Luther won, Waffle gave him a million bucks. Unfortunately for Luther, Waffle thinks if you look in a dictionary and find a million bucks, there's a picture of a marble. And so for all his trouble, Luther got one green marble. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. Waffle threw the marble into the lake and yelled, Marble dive! Because that makes complete sense! This started the entire contest all over again, as every fizzy in Flusville dove into the lake and started searching for the green marble that was also one million dollars. And that brings us up to speed in the world of sports and Flusville. Now I have a rather sad story to report having to do with my bicycle. It all started with a trip to Pflugerville for Martha and Waffle and an unscheduled stop at the craft store. Waffle and Martha had no idea there could be such fun crafts. It was there at the Pflugerville craft store that they learned three very important letters. D-I-Y. Do you know what D-I-Y stands for? No? You certainly don't, do you, Bob, the station manager? Okay, Bob, you've actually got to look up and listen and and maybe stop sleeping. Bob? Oh, it it doesn't matter. It stands for do it yourself. So instead of having someone else build a scooter you can ride all around Flusville, you could DIY that thing. Do it yourself. And that's exactly what Martha and Floyd decided to do. They came back to Flusville that very day and set to work making their very own DIY scooter. Unfortunately for my six-wheeled bicycle, Waffle and Martha borrowed it for parts. They took my entire bicycle apart and then they tried to make a scooter they could ride around Flusville. But instead, they made a chair out of my bike. And then Waffle sat in the chair and Martha threw the chair in the lake. I had the lake dredged and got my bicycle, that was now a chair, and I took the whole thing apart. Then you know what I did. I DIY'd that chair right back into a six-wheeled bicycle. I did it myself. Two of the wheels are wobbly, but the rest are fine. And it hardly squeaks at all, even though the chain got... How do I put this nicely? A little bit rusty down there at the bottom of the fizzy lake. Let that be a lesson to you listeners. Don't take something that is working perfectly well the way it is and try to turn it into something else. My bicycle was never meant to be a scooter. Or a chair. It was meant to be my six-wheeled bicycle. This might be true around your house. 
But I would not advise trying to turn your refrigerator into a doghouse or your dishwasher into a pair of pants. Those DIY projects are likely to end in failure and several court cases. Finally, I must report the amount of snood flues travelling down into the fizzy lake has been coming in at record levels. I think this is probably because of the Halloween season and all that candy that Mr. Snood is making. Now, if you ask me, Snood candy shouldn't even be called candy. It should have its own category, like uh, gunk or goop. Hey, look, it's some gunky goop from the Snood candy factory. Can you have some? Oh, you don't want to eat this. Trust me, it is disgusting. But you can use it to seal a bathtub in record time. Let that be a warning to you, kiddos. If you're eating a lot of Halloween candy right now, be on the lookout for snood flues and see if you can trade it in for something respectable and delicious and very reasonably priced. Fizzy fizz bars, all natural zero sugar, and they taste great. I know because we make them in the fizzy factory in Fluesville. It's Mr. Schnooze, the manager of the Fluesville factory, with Flues news for today. There's a lot of very important factory news to cover, including updates from the Flues Zombie Cave, the Flugerville Taco Truck, and Fluesville Bingo. So let's get right to it. Flues news. Just thought I'd try out my own theme music. First up, our lead story today is the trouble brewing in the flu zombie cave. You may not be aware of this, but recently someone from Flugerville called Lucy Wow created some sort of strange goo that leaked into the fizzy lake. Then out popped flu zombies. And yes, a flu zombie is exactly what it sounds like. A fizzy that's also a zombie. As if that wasn't bad enough, then Lucy Wow built a giant mechanical mole, which recently dug all the way down into Flusville, then started making tunnels. Now, you know me, I'm not one to ever complain. But really, we've had quite a lot of trouble with this Lucy Wow inventor character. It's all been a big distraction in the Flusville factory, and recently it's gotten a lot worse. You see, the giant mechanical mole was taking care of the flu zombies, but now it's gone missing. Poof! Up and vanished! My guess is the giant mechanical mole is off doing some work for that Lucy Wow person. And that means the flu zombies are roaming the factory floor, making all sorts of trouble. Honestly, it's a disaster! We have had the following problems just in the last 24 hours. Number one, flu zombies have eaten 27 rolls of duct tape. Who knew flu zombies liked tape or ducks? Number two, Waffle threw one of the flu zombies in the lake and the lake glowed green all around. And then the flu zombies split in two and now there are more flu zombies. Note to self, do not throw flu zombies in the lake. They multiply when you do that and become even more of a nuisance. Number three, 
several flu zombies tried to drive the forklift, but they couldn't find the keys. They did, however, leave a lot of glowy green glue on the forklift seat and the steering wheel. According to Sparky, that stuff is like green globs of glue, very hard to remove from the forklift. Quite frankly, it's slowing down a significant amount of production, and I am beside myself. As you can see, I'm having quite a time of dealing with these flu zombies without the help of a giant mechanical mole. Oh, if this all sounds confusing, well, join the club. Maybe you could head over to the Bobby Wonder Show and listen to season two. That's where all these flu zombies and giant mechanical mole problems started. The whole story's in there. Go on then, search for Bobby Wonder, head to season two, and please send any ideas you might have to sort this out. I'm nary one to ask, but I could really use your help. In other news, more normal news, of course, Waffle and Martha recently spent the day making tacos in a taco truck. You see, it was Luther's birthday and he wanted birthday tacos. The problem with this idea is that Waffle and Martha have no idea how to make a taco. If you ask them to make a taco, they will give you a toaster or a fork or a blender for some unknown reason. But that didn't stop them from taking one of the tubes up to Pflugerville and giving it a try anyway. And somehow, against all odds and bets I had, they returned several hours later with actual tacos. I know, because I ate one of them. <laughs> okay, I, I might have eaten six of them. Because tacos are my favourite food. That and grape soda. But above all, it's fizz bars, which are delicious and reasonably priced. Buy some now. Where was I? Oh, that's right. I've gotten off track for a minute, but I remember. Luther's birthday, that's right. He wanted tacos and somehow Martha and Waffle figured out how to make them. And I love tacos. Mm-mm. Maybe I could put a fizz bar in a taco. Fizz bar tacos. Fizzcos. Talk bars. Talcum powder. I've gotten off track again. Oh, that's the bullhorn. Attention, fizzies of Fluesville. If your birthday is coming up, please find me, Mr. Schnooze, the manager of the Fluesville factory, and I will help you get tacos. Six for me, one for you. Also, if you see Waffle and Martha making a gigantic mess in Flewsville, don't join in to fun. Tell them to jump in the lake. They will do this, mind you. Uh, that's all. I do have one final announcement. The monthly Flewsville bingo tournament will be held this Saturday night. Please do not feed the bingo tiles to flu zombies. In fact, don't feed the flu zombies at all. Also, don't touch them or throw them in the lake. All of those would be terrible ideas. As you may recall, Martha was the top bingo player at last month's event and walked away with one whole bicycle tyre. It wasn't the prize, but she certainly walked away with one. How very exciting. I have sent Waffle and Martha on an errand to find a mouse who wears sunglasses and drives a pickup truck. So I'm pretty sure they will not be at the bingo event, as everyone requested.
Why Martha was yelling out random numbers at the top of her lungs is anyone's guess. But it was very confusing to be sure. And Waffle yelling bingo every five seconds, even though he certainly did not have bingo, was enough to encourage some of you to jump in the lake. Especially because he didn't have a bingo card in front of him. I believe it was Chinese checkers. I feel your frustration, Fizzies. I really do. But rest assured, they will be gone for quite a long time. Since mice who drive trucks and wear sunglasses are very rare indeed. <laughs> Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it's Mr. Snooze, the manager of the Flusville factory, with Flues news for today. There is a lot of important factory news to cover, including updates from the ceiling, politics, and arts and entertainment. Our lead story today, a sinkhole has formed on the ceiling in Flusville. It's way up there, over the Fizzy Lake, and it is definitely a sinkhole. What's that, Bob, the station manager? Oh, a sinkhole, yes, a sinkhole happens on the ground, uh, not on the ceiling. Are you sure? I mean, there's clearly a hole in the ceiling of Flusville, and I just assumed it was a sinkhole. Well, okay, folks, it appears we do not have a sinkhole on the ceiling. We just have a run-of-the-mill hole. Regrettably, Waffle and Martha were the first to spot the problem, and the unfortunate fact that Snood Flues was pouring out of the hole in the ceiling of Flusville. We've sprung a leak, folks. Had I been available at the time the hole in the ceiling was found, I would have gone right to work repairing it with gobs of duct tape and sheets of plywood and nails and prayer and other stuff like that. But I was in the test kitchen with Sparky working on an exciting new recipe, mind. So I've already said Waffle and Martha found a hole in the ceiling. You can probably guess what happens next. Waffle and Martha went straight to Luther in the swoosh room and asked for as many spare tubes as they could get their grubby little paws on. And, by the way, that's a lot of tubes! An hour later, they had thrown together a fizzy flues water slide that starts at the hole in the ceiling, curves all over the place, above the warehouse, and ended up above the fizzy lake. And now all the fizzies in Fluesville are so busy riding the precious fizzy Flues water slide, no work is getting done. 
A queue is formed in the warehouse and fizzies are lined up waiting for their turn. They're climbing up the side of the warehouse shelves, right up to the hole in the ceiling of Flusville, and riding right down into the fizzy lake. This is just a prime example of how Waffle and Martha are the king and queen of getting other fizzies not to do their work. And while we're at it, I would like to air another grievance. I'll give you another example. Recently, I ran for mayor of Flusville, as I always do, and I did expect a smooth road to the finish line because, let's be honest here, I always win. I really am the fizzy for the job. Uh, But then Waffle decided to run for mayor too. Now, why would Waffle want to be mayor of Flusville? Being mayor is, uh, how do I put this? Uh, It's actual work. It's like an actual job with pressures and duties and decisions. But I'm pretty sure Waffle didn't understand that. He ran on one of the most outrageous promises ever made in Flusville. Eight vacation days a week. Eight? That's not even possible. And yet Waffle of Flusville won. Fizzies love the idea of eight days off a week. That is until the factory shut down, the water stopped running, garbage piled up everywhere, and Waffle wouldn't stop playing ping pong at midnight while everyone was trying to sleep. You can actually hear all about this in an episode of Flusville called Waffle Runs for Mayor. It's episode eight. You might like it. I personally am not a fan. Moving on. In arts and entertainment news, a new documentary feature film is playing on the south wall of Flusville at 7pm tonight. Refreshments will be provided courtesy of the test kitchen, so be prepared for something strange that probably didn't work as an actual product we would ever actually make and give away. Uh, Hey, at least it's free, all right, so don't bite the hand that feeds you fizz bars. We've certainly got a lot of it. I'm guessing you'll be savouring cups of fizzy in the cardboard flavour. What can we say? It seemed like a good idea when we made 900 of them. At least we learned a valuable lesson. Don't make 900 of anything without tasting it first. Now, back to the task at hand. The documentary in question is called Nostrils Band vs. The World. A heartwarming, loud and terrible band fronted by Waffle and Martha. The Nostrils is a band of two misfits who play music out of their noses. I can think of worse places, but still, it's not great. The documentary features never-before-seen footage because no one ever showed up for any of their concerts. Watch that, Bob, the station manager. What do you mean, you showed up? Oh, and they were not concerts. There was just... Oh, just one concert. One singular concert. Okay, well... Uh, There you have it, folks. A night to remember with a free cup of cardboard and the story of the band that Bob saw live in a singular concert. This is something you certainly don't want to miss. (laughs) And now, on to our final topic of the day. Fizzy Q&A. I get a lot of questions from fizzies in the fizzy factory. 
so I thought I would take a moment and answer a few of them right now. You'll get a real uh, a bird's eye view of how things run in the amazing world of Flewsville. Question number one. <coughs> I got one of my shoes stuck in the Fizzomatic machine. Should I tell Mr. Schnooze or go ahead and put my socks in there too? Signed, Waffle. Okay. I can tell you right now, we've already found the shoe in the Fizzomatic machine. We threw it in the lake. Please do not put your shoes in the Fizzomatic machine or your socks before you take my sentence out of context. And if you do put a shoe or a sock in the Fizzomatic machine, tell Mr. Schnooze right away so you can get quite a stern talking to and a kick in the tush. Question number two. This is actually not a question. I just wanted you to know that I put a toaster in the Fizzomatic machine about ten seconds ago, signed Martha. Well, this is going much better than I'd expected. Sparky, there's a toaster in the Fizzomatic machine. What's that? And a bowling ball? You're kidding. Those two things aren't even related. Question number three. This is also not a question. Great, I love reading this. All right. But I put a bowling ball in the Fizzomatic machine just a second ago, signed Waffle. I think I better bring the question and answer session to a close before someone puts a piano in the Fizzomatic machine. Oh, hang on a moment. My fizzy phone is buzzing. Hello, yes, this is Mr. Schnooze. Hello. Can I help move a piano? Who is this? Uh, Don't touch that piano! And that brings us to the end of another Mr. Schnooze Flues News. But I'll be back next time with another edition of Flues Mania Trivia, the most popular trivia show in Fluesville, hosted by yours truly. I better get to that piano before things get worse. Until next time, Mr. Schnooze signing off. Put that piano down, Martha. Oh boy, ta-ta for now. Go, kid, go. Food is an important part of our lives. Not only do we need it to be strong and healthy, but it can be a way we connect with others, like when you're sitting around the dinner table with friends or family. So what happens when someone commits a food crime? Food crimes are things like sneaking Halloween candy before school with a sibling, or making dessert that only you like, even when the whole family was looking forward to dessert. There are two sides to every story, so when a food crime is committed, we simply have to hear the whole truth. And in the show Food Crimes, you can listen as real kids bring their real stories to the food court. They explain the crime in question and make their case to the judge. So if you'd like to see if justice is served, be sure to listen to Food Crimes wherever you listen to podcasts.